Good morning, football podcast time, post-draft wrap-up, and into the off-season we go, but not so fast because a lot went down. Peter Schrager, hi. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey. What's up, Ken? Hey. Hey, now. Hey, now. Burleson. What's going on, Kay? How are you doing? Burleson, can I ask you something? Kay, can I ask you something no. before you ask me something? I don't like when nope. you ask me anything. Nope, here's the thing. Did you always start off by asking us questions. Hey, guys, can I take the point on this? by TMZ on the street outside Ooh. of our studio? I was, and he tried to pepper me with what? so many controversial questions. And did you think it was not it was okay to not tell your family about this? Wait, when did this happen? This is great. This what was like last me? week, and the guy was like, hey, what's up, man? They always are. Burleson's you think about- standing out on 57th Street talking about McCaffrey and Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Did he know to TMZ? Did he did like so like they were waiting for you or it was just outside CBS? Like what's the yeah, scene? Yeah, I think that the scene was there were some auditions going on for NFL Today, and um, there must have been word that uh, there was a couple of athletes that were here um, interviewing for the job, and I think he just stumbled upon me. He wasn't like he was waiting for me, but he said, "Let me take advantage of the situation." He's like, "Hey Nate, what's up?" And I already knew once the camera was there, and they always start with a light question. Hey, what do you think about McCaffrey? I'm like. Oh, yeah, he's good. He's versatile, man. We love him on the show. He's going to be awesome. And then they hit you with the hammer. What they ask? like, what do you think about Kaepernick? Are they blackballing him? What about Ray Rice? What about Trump? What are you doing? What are you thinking? Ray Rice. And I was like, man, listen, I'm not in position of decision making. I'm just here to talk about football. And I said, but there's certain things we have a zero tolerance for it. He's like, well, what do you think about Hernandez? And I was Uh like, man, you're trying to get a hot take right now, man. Relax. And I said, well, you know, domestic violence and murder – it's, it's hard to tolerate in our business, and that's basically what I said. It's always one more question, I one more, one more, one more. Well, it's because it, it wasn't really anything too serious. They were looking for somebody to get caught off guard and say something wrong so they can blast Do it. Do they say, uh, hi, I'm TMZ. Joe with TMZ? That's what I don't understand. Is no, this, they does didn't. Does the camera say TMZ on it? I've never seen these cameras. I don't, no, I see them all the time with the LAX baggage yeah. claim. There's tons of them there. It's just some dude with yeah. a little camera. There's no signage. They don't identify oh. themselves. They just walk right up and start talking. There's right? a couple of good ones, though. There's a couple of good guys that will hit you up, and they'll say, hey, I got a couple of questions. Here's the questions. I like that versus the other guys. Like, can I ask you some questions? Yeah. <laughs> and they always, like, sandwich the hot take ones in the middle. But, yeah, T- it wasn't that serious. wasn't at the draft, but you were recognized everywhere that you went and signed so many autographs and made so many people's day. It was unbelievable. Thanks, Kay. Speaking of recognition, oh, so... Uh, yeah, what do we got? Right, now, you know, you're, you're our sister, right? So we can... We can talk freely, and we can also compliment I'm you. I'm pleading the fifth here. I'm going to take a back seat and listen to where compliments. we're going. So let's just say this. So we were hate, getting ready for the red carpet, Go and everybody was there to show up and show out. The young rookies, the parents, the relatives, they were dressed well. The mothers were beautiful. Fathers and uncles were handsome. And Kay, she had on a dress. She was like, should I wear this? You know, she had a couple options. And I was like, yeah, you look gorgeous. I can't, Go rock I can't wear this. I was like, do it. She's like, no. I was like, listen, you got to show up. You got to show out. Do it. Mm-hmm. And Kay got on the red carpet and shut the scene down. There was a red alert. There was a red alert on the shut, red carpet. Trending national. You guys are yeah, so trending. The cops were brought up. in. The cops, the wee, wee, wee. It was all the fans. The National Guard. All the fans were just going Nuts. And then the players would come over and do our interview. And it's funny because, you know, we talk to the players, and I like to watch everybody's body language. I see everything. There's nothing that doesn't pass my eye. Did I guess you see that's mine like, and how mortified I was? Yeah, yes. you were. You, she had the were, timid uh, body language. And were you good to me? No, you were awful to what? me. In the no. yes, Go on, right. Nate. Go no, on. Do tell. Do tell. Do tell. And what, and <laughs> what happened, the, the players would get on, as a receiver, I watch everybody's movements. So as soon as a DB starts lining up from eight yards back, 
I look at his helmet all the way down to his shoes, and I see everything he does because I can find a weakness in there. And I look at his eyes. And the thing about these young rooks is they had wondering eyes. And they weren't wondering in the crowd. K was still in show. They almost had to refocus themselves because – They forgot it was draft night? They forgot it was draft huh? night. Where so, am I? What? It, huh? What? <laughs> huh? what? So I say all that to say – Blindside blitz? Not to embarrass K, but to say that Hot she read. did look gorgeous, and she did shut down the whole red carpet, and you looked great. Okay, you looked amazing. Yeah. And, you did. And I'll say this. You did, you did a great job of this. On Friday morning, I do a winners and losers column of the draft. I only had one winner, and I had no losers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you looked incredible. <laughs> and Twitter. Well, losers were everybody. Was Twitter okay. went crazy. Twitter, Twitter went nuts. I didn't Twitter see Twitter until went... the next day. Yeah. Like, Trubisky wasn't trending. You were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who designed the dress? Give us some info. Everyone was trying was to like trade a, up for Kay. An $80 dress I got online. That Rent the runway? What'd you yeah, have? Basically, it, it looked was almost great. like that. It was so cheap, and I was so mortified to wear it. And Nate was like, rock it. And I say that you were, right. you were awful to me the entire night because you you pick I, up and I would and just say stuff to make her uncomfortable. Yeah, I was already a million times uncomfortable, and you... Yeah, she tried to get her to break character, but she held in there. She did a good job interviewing no, the we young guys. No, we didn't ask about the hat. <laughs> yeah, we didn't ask about the hat. It was, it was a couple of young guys. But Kay's like, because we're complimenting all these young guys. Like, hey, you look good. I'm like, oh, that's a nice blazer. Kay's like, yeah, I'm digging the shoes. And the guy's like, hey, you look good <laughs> yeah. too. I'm like, hey, take it easy, man. Relax, all right? Let's get along with the interview. Yeah, your Let's talk here. about <laughs> our trip down there. Let's talk about our trip down from New York to Philly. What were our favorite moments, guys? Well, the red uh, carpet to start. No, yeah. <laughs> I went to every cheesesteak place in the entire city, if not state, and I think. And they knew you. Are yeah, you going to break this down? Sure. I'll do it. I mean, you know what the I, problem is? I know what the problem is. You told me the problem. The problem is, is I, the one that I did not like at all was a place that liked, liked you. us a lot. Yeah. So I don't want to do them like that. And it was okay. one of the famous ones. But the second I walked up, they started screaming at me, Kyle, good morning, football, where's Kay, where's Nate, yeah. all that. Was Give me free T-shirts. Was there a big difference in the, in the cheesesteaks, or were they like neck and neck? No. The well, one that's in really? the bottom one is, is like the difference between the Patriots and the Browns. Like, it was a huge Whoa. difference. It really was. But there's one of them. I, I can't talk. I don't want to talk about well, it. Okay, I, I brought okay. it up, and I can't. Well, just tell me, tell me what you got in it. I know the, I know the, the basic ingredients. Whiz Wit. Whiz Wit so is the classic order. Is that with the, okay, the cheese whiz? Cheese whiz means the cheese whiz, and then wit means with onions. So you go whiz wit, and there's a whole way of doing like this. hot nacho cheese. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like the, the other way is American. Seinfeld. You can get American, but there's this whole stress when you walk up to the counter. Order now. Yeah, because you uh, first order now, but also like you want to order cool. Like You don't want to say, like, can I have a cheesesteak sandwich? Like You just all <laughs> yeah, you want to walk up the and cheese say, whiz on there? You, go, you walk up, and they say next, and you go, whiz wit. Two syllables, that's, that's it. it. That's all you say. It's all, and that's how I did it. And I, I was kind of nervous, and I gave them my money, it's and like they the stand aside. It's yep. just like that. And you, don't, you look in your basket, did I get bread? No, they, you say whiz wit, and then that makes you seem like maybe you know what you're doing. So yeah. I nailed it four times out of four. And I think the best one I had was Jim's. I'll say that. Explain Jim's. what's on it. What'd you put? Because I would put marinara sauce on mine, which is a different. Ooh. It's like it's a, a pizza Jersey thing. It's a Jersey thing. No, Whiz Wit. It's a pizza steak. It's the bun, it. it's the steak, really? it's the uh, cheese whiz, like liquid. Pump cheese and then onions. That's There's it. There's no onions. cream okay. cheese on the sandwich. No, I don't think. Do unless you, you add get it. like mayonnaise and mustard. Or? No, nothing like that. No, There's, oh. it's just dripping in cheese with. Like you don't need any liquid. One more at all. question, yeah. because okay, so I didn't have one all weekend, and in the trailer before day two, it was Mariucci, myself, Billick, and Chris Rose, mm-hmm. and they brought in fresh cheesesteaks from one of the places, okay. one of the hot spots. And I'm looking around because I'm the rookie on this thing. I've never done NFL draft coverage, and I've never been in Chicago and Philly. So I'm looking around, and Billick is kind of like straying from it. Mariucci's not going for it. Rose is not doing it. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. And I thought about it in my head, and I'm like, I'm going to be on TV for the next eight hours. The last thing I want 
is a cheesesteak to be the first thing yeah, I eat. Bad. Were you feeling it after you eat them? Like, is there regret <laughs> when you have a cheesesteak? Because you have four yeah. of them in a weekend. Is this like, an anti acid commercial? I would be in self loathing. I would yeah. be sitting what in the corner crying. Did you really crying. eat two whole ones right back to back? Or like, take a couple bites of one, two you know, bites Kate, of the other? I'm, I'm not going to lie. Maylox. I, I, would, I would probably like to say from my appearances that I like ate half of each. I ate two whole ones back to back. I'm a stress eater. It's a problem I have. Like, I, when I get stressed, I, some people, they, they smoke, they drink. This I got eat. real yeah. serious. I eat. I eat. When I get stressed, I eat. So I go to Pat's. Why were you stressed? We had such a great show. Concerned about you, man. Just like always. It's such a good show. I know. It was a great show. I was just like, the next day, what are we going to do? This is the therapist couch. Go on. Yeah. So I go to Pat's. And I, that's the first thing I go, Pat's. And like by I'm the way, thinking cold meat sweats in the back. I don't want that. The meat sweats aren't a problem of mine. It's the normal sweats. So um, what did you eat before the draft? Uh, yeah. Don't oh, get me like started on the dairy either. Carrots. Maybe. Like, I'm trying to be light on my toes. The mini Snickers they had yeah, in there? Yeah. Like, stuff in my mouth with that. I go, I go to Pat's, and a uh, friend of the show, Amani Tumor, is sitting right there. Really? Oh, yes. Way. What's he Amani doing there? there? He's there. He's doing media or something like that. And Amani Tumor looks amazing. He's got the <laughs> genetics in his favor. He doesn't mind at all. He always looks great. So yeah. handsome. And I, th- I have a feeling he wasn't impressed either. We have a thing on a show about Amani's not impressed. He's come on twice. And we showed him the Julian Edelman Super Bowl catch. And we were like, isn't it incredible? He's like, eh, it was kind of lucky. Right place, right time. So I don't think he was that impressed with the sandwich either. But I have the pats. And I put the whole thing down. And it's delicious. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> great. You ever have one of those things where you're like, God, I wish I had three of yes. these. Like the, I, just, I ate that thing in two seconds. And then the problem is, 50 feet away is Geno's. It's right there. The two most popular ones are next door to each other. How much do these things cost? $10. Same exact <gasps> price. $10. No fries, no drinks. They never got into no like a price gouging thing. No like drink. We're $9. It's a weird thing. It's the same service, same price, same setup, everything. $10. Were they equally as packed? Yeah, it was even, but that was my problem though, Nate. I'm like, well, I just had the pets and I ate that in two seconds. The Geno's is right there. <laughs> I can't really say I've been a Philly if I haven't gone to the Geno's. So I went to the You're Geno's right. too and I put that down. So it was a disgusting moment of binge eating and I was like stressed about it. I'm proud of you, man. Thank that's you. a feat right but there. But what you guys don't know is that to burn it off, I ran from Philly home to New York. So that's <laughs> what I go. did. I burned it all off. That like makes that. sense. Actually, we were having cocktails in the. The airport, the airport, the train station. The train but then station, I left. Yeah. Did you see me get on the train? No, I took off. But were they delicious? <laughs> they were unbelievable. It's meat, hot meat, and cheese and dairy. It's it's disgusting slop. Hot meat do people and who live in Philly do that regularly? No, they can't. I don't know. I think maybe there are local places. They I don't think they go to Pat and Gino's. I think there's lo- like JB Critz, our producer, was telling me, yeah. no, no, you got to go to Steve's, the Prince of Steaks. That's why I went there too. The Prince, not the King. No, there's a Prince of Steaks, okay. and some people say the Prince is can't wait. I heard to be a lot king. about the Prince. <laughs> The prince, I think, should be king. Some people say that. Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's, it's the Simba. It's incredible. Is that from? Yeah. Some people yeah. say. Is that Lion King? I know everybody loves the Lion Some King. Some people right? say the prince can't wait to be king. Where does that come from? I, I don't know. Hakuna Matata. So it's you, a wonderful how phrase. How long are you waiting in line? Uh, nothing. Like, it, oh. it, it was right. super fast. It's just Wizwit sandwich money. You Wiz-wit got a t-shirt out of it? I did get a t-shirt. Yeah, I'm how not going to say happen? where the t-shirt is from because they recognize me. And they, the guy ran down the street when I left and said, Kyle, Kyle, please take this T-shirt. Talk about us on the show. Um, and uh, I, I did take the T-shirt, but I haven't talked about it on the show because I don't fit in the T-shirt anymore. Anyway, I'm going to start a new my, my, my draft memory, I'm going to transition. Please do. Um, I, I thought it was really cool that we had all this buildup weeks and weeks and weeks. I was actually, after the Super Bowl, I think all of us kind of looked at each other like, holy crap, we got to do the show five days a week yeah. and we don't have football to talk about. And the Combine – Really lifted us. We had something to target there. And then the owners' meetings were something cool. Free agency was something cool. Suddenly, the draft became almost like our mini Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Like, because we were building towards this thing. And it finally came in. There was so much speculation with mock drafts, and we had all the prospects in. There was this wonderful buildup. And then the second overall pick, 
it was cool to watch it on play that or play out that Trubisky goes second to a team that already had a quarterback that no one projected him to. There was a trade, and like our text chain during it because you guys are coming back from the red carpet still. Kyle's the diehard Bears fan watching at the draft. I'm back in my hotel room preparing for the next day in the morning show, like trying to get all my stuff together. And this trade goes down, and I really felt like the earth shook. And it just shows why the NFL is the ultimate reality show. As much speculation, as much as we break it down, as much as we think we know what we're talking about, not one person I know had Mitch Trubisky going to the Chicago Bears. Were you so pissed when that happened? No, not at all. Your mock draft, but you take pride in your mock draft. But what I take pride in is that in late December, early January, I rode the Trubisky train, right? So I was, not not that I was rooting for the kid, but. I was being told I'm an idiot. Watson's going before Trubisky, and I, I said this guy, and I was I stuck to it. I said he's going to be a top two pick. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to go to the Browns or the Niners, and then at the end I was like, all right, the, the Browns will trade back to the top five. But he did go number two overall, and it creates a very interesting situation. But just the reality show aspect of it, and bringing it on a micro level to our show, how fun we had building up all these prospects and all the scenarios, and that was one we never considered. And that's, to me, the beauty of the NFL draft. There's a sound, there's, there's a sound I'll never forget. Being at the draft, I was there for about a half hour, 45 minutes before the first pick, and it's, it's just raucous. It, Roman Coliseum, rock concert, everything, thousands and thousands of fans, and it seemed like it was about 85% Eagles fans. So as they're running all their video pre-production and people are coming out, they scream at all the Eagle stuff. They go nuts. Or if it's Cowboy stuff, they boo. All they, the crowd really reacted to was stuff tied to the Eagles. But when the second pick came up and Goodell said Mitchell Trubisky to the Bears, I'll never forget that sound because it was like, oh. Like, yeah. It was like they were at the Garden and somebody got knocked out in the first round. Like everyone, It was a sound of like pure shock. shock and all, yeah. They had no attachment to the Bears, no attachment to Trubisky. It wasn't a Cowboys thing, Eagles thing, Redskins. It was just shock it was from genuine. the crowd. So genuine. And yeah. I made the same sound myself. Yeah. It was like a shot to the stomach because yeah. it, it was so unforeseen and so visceral. The rest of Mitchell Trubisky's career, whether he burns out as a Hall of Famer, I'll never forget that sound. I didn't have low expectations going to the draft because I've been to the draft. I've worked the draft, Radio City Music Hall, when they did have a red carpet. I remember when, they, what was it, Deion Sanders was like the other alter ego? Yeah. Oh, man. yeah. And they had his the Leon hair and everything. Leon Sandcastle. Yes. Leon Sandcastle. and he was out there interviewing the prospects, <laughs> and I got to cover it the whole week here in New York, so I went with them when they went to the community service. Play 60. Play 60, oh, and I got to 60. know these guys, and I knew it was this huge deal Blew me away. Philadelphia blew me away. Going, to, You guys went and saw the set before I did. And when we had dinner that night, before I, I wasn't going to see the set till right before our first show. You guys were like, wait. Just wait till you see that. I'm like, guys, you guys are overselling this thing. Yeah. Like, stop. You guys just are not. Like, just stop. And seeing it and the people and how it was. Even talking to Courtney while we were still in New York and she's out there setting the scene. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. It's awesome. You get down there. It was – it. Football is king, and it's unbelievable every second of the way. It was, it blew me. It was exhilarating. Awesome moment. I, I, my moment for me was not just seeing the set, which I was blown away by. I turned around, and Nate's behind me, and Nate was blown away by. Now, yeah. Nate, you've played in Lambeau Field. You played up in Seattle. You've <laughs> yeah. seen the, the you, you get it. Yeah, and I've never seen Coliseum. that look on your face before. You know, you were very impressed, and I don't see that look on your face often. Yeah, no, I was, uh, I was blown away by how fast they were putting it together and they still had so much to go because yep. we were making jokes about it saying, wait, wait, we have a show in the morning. <laughs> Nine hours. And they're still building <laughs> stairs that we're supposed to walk on. And I think why my mouth almost hit the floor was because I realized that beginning of draft coverage um, on draft day 
we're going to be the first faces people see. And I think that kind of hit me um, at a different place, like a more sentimental place. Like, man, this is, it's an honor in a sense. Life to, moment. You know, for a guy who didn't walk the red carpet and didn't get called in the first round, like in, in so many ways I kind of convinced myself, like, like this is my moment too. Like I, I still get to live it, which is why dreams come true. And I oftentimes tell young guys who are considering leaving football and going into media is that, at some point, somebody will put a ceiling on your career, whether it's you, your production, uh, whether it's coaching staff, whether it's injuries uh, or it's just fate in general. I knew I wasn't going to win a Super Bowl at some point. I knew I wasn't going to be an all-time pro. I knew I wasn't going to be in the Hall of Fame. But in media, like I could be a Hall of Famer. Like I could go down as one of the best media personalities of all time if I put hard work into this business. And those are those moments that I'll remember. So I kind of like stamped it. When I saw it, I'm like, damn – like, I finally get to experience the draft because I didn't. I was sitting in my living room when I got drafted. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was shocked. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty special moment so for me. So player fans, what is it like for you, Peter? Because, like, not only Friday night are you up there on set and you got to be with Mooch and you got to be with Brian Billick and all those people. Like, what was that like? That was a new role for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, and I was but on also, the set. Like, you're, you're so in the weeds of, like, these with, with these front offices and, like, you know sort of what's going on and you are so invested in it. Yeah working to put together a seven-round mock yeah. What is it like to see it pan out? All right, out? okay, great question, because um, now they're asking me to be on the draft coverage for NFL Network, a first for me, a career awesome watershed moment. You better deliver. You better have something. So I'm told I'm going to be on a pregame show for the draft at 4 p.m. So on Friday, day two. So I'm working the phones all day Friday so that I can offer something no one else has. Now look, Schefter's out there, Rappaport's out there, right. Glazer's out there, all these insiders – so I'm texting everyone in my phone. What do you got? Anything? In there? And I came back. Multiple teams that I heard from were calling up. This is on Thursday. I'm sorry. We're calling up to move up to that number two pick. So I come on the air first thing, 401 Eastern. And I don't think the NFL Network audience might know me in that role. I don't know if the NFL Network audience even knows who I am if they don't watch Good Morning Football. And I'm like, it was really cool to see, man. I'm like the Niners. The Niners are looking to trade back, but I have three different teams with top 12 picks. We're going to try to trade up. We don't know if it's for Solomon Thomas or if it's for a quarterback. And I'm looking at Mooch, and I'm looking at Rose, and I'm looking at Billick on set, and they're, and Charles Davis. I'm like, hmm. And Chris Rose, to his credit as the host, continues to go to it. And, you know, we got Steve Weish in San Francisco, and he comes to him, and he's like, Steve, we got Peter Schrager here saying that a top 10 team might be trading up. So then all of a sudden Twitter goes nuts because he started doing the team. crazy. Who's trading up? Is it right. the Jets? Is it the Browns? And I didn't just say a team. I said three teams. So it's suddenly all this right. widespread speculation. So the draft breaks out, and the Bears are the number three pick, and they trade it up. So it, it warranted what I said. Right. It wasn't an empty – It's a validation. Hey, Kirk Cousins is being traded to the Saints tonight. Right. I'll you nailed throw it, it. Out there. Nailed it. So I felt like that was cool. The other part was on day two – That's fruits of your labor, man. Yeah, and I appreciate that. You put in work. Day two – I'm out there on the actual set during the draft, and I'm texting all these teams with second-round picks. Who do you like? Who do you got? And I think on Twitter I got criticized for, like, tipping picks because some of the picks were there before. I wasn't checking Twitter. I had information on each one of these teams and their draft boards, and I had put a lot of work into it. So We wh- can't even have a meal with you without you leaving us I know, to be on the phone. Talk to like my wife, Erica. Yeah, I can't it's, imagine. It's no way to live. I, yeah. um, this is the season, though, right? That's what I explained. You like, are empowered right now. All these ex-players, all these fans – they can talk about the game all day. They don't have the intel that the insiders have. This is your time. Shout out to Erica. We love you. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to and Erica. And Mel. And Mel, my son. But it is true that, like, 
I'm texting throughout the. I'm sitting up there with Rose and Billick, and they're you know Mayock and DJ and all the, They go to Ian. He's got stuff, and they come to me, and it's like, all right, the Jaguars are on the clock. What are they gonna do? And I'm like, I, you know, I, I I go to my sources. What do we got? What do we got? They're gonna go defensive again. They drafted Marcus Walker, defensive end. Here's what I've got on this guy. Here's what other teams have said about him. Here's why he's going here. And yeah, okay, you're right. It's like the one weekend where I am uh, like feeling like I've been building towards this and it was really really cool opportunity and I was so humbled to be a part of it and they went to us a few times and it was cool to get texts from all of you guys and it was cool to have that opportunity I don't think I as we always say with the Browns I don't think I peed down my leg with the first pick or I don't think I did a bad job I hope they asked me back but at the very end of it I love the draft Mm -hmm. so it I mean, shows that you love it. It's so cool to me. Yeah. I like the draft more than I like the Super Bowl. Mm. I love the draft. And I thought this year's draft, especially with all the intrigue and my final point on this draft before we move on, but the quarterbacks, I was pushing so hard on you guys in January and February because I hated the storyline that was being pushed by everyone else. And it's so, it's so microscopic and it was so – that there's no quarterbacks in this right. draft. It doesn't matter what you think. Like, right. honestly, like, saying there's no quarterbacks in this draft does no one a service. Everyone was saying there's not a single first-round quarterback in this draft. Right. I wouldn't take them if I'm the GM. I wouldn't do it if I was a scout. I've looked at all the classes. Next year's class is better. Who does that serve? The viewer at home wants to know about the quarterbacks. Right. So you might as well embrace it because I promise you two will go in the top ten. And in this year, three went in the top 12. And from day one, I said it at the Combine when, when – People want to talk about the offensive guards and the linebackers. No, the fans at home want to know about quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. That's just what it is. And as a draft analyst, I've done this a long time. I don't remember many years. The E.J. Manuel year, the only one where a quarterback doesn't go in the top ten. So for that to be the storyline of the combine, I thought that was a giant – just it was it wasn't fair to the viewer and it wasn't fair to the quarterbacks themselves. You were the first one to come on our show and talk about Deshaun Kaiser. And as a guy who – doesn't start paying attention to these young guys until it gets closer to the draft. I didn't know much about this young man, which is why, to me, he's one of the more intriguing prospects going into the draft and now being on a team with the Browns. I'm thinking to myself, if he gets on the field, I almost want to see what he does more than any other QB. Absolutely. More than Mahomes, more than Watson, more than Trubisky. Because I almost feel like I know kind of what Trubisky's going to do. Maybe even Watson. Mahomes is a wild card, and I don't feel like he's going to play because they have Alex Smith. But Kaiser – Kaiser could be a guy that finds himself playing on a team that desperately needs like some type of like something resurgence, you know. So for me, I don't know. You came in and talked about him. All of a sudden, now I'm looking and I'm like fascinated with Kaiser for some reason. We really liked him now at I'll the table attention. too when we got to meet him. Like his yeah. presence is really something special. He had that presidential quality, and I think like like if, let's say just Kaiser starts week one, or even maybe he starts week five. Like the first drive of his career. If he leads it to a touchdown in Cleveland, they'll be worshiping him. Like yeah. that, they need, want it so badly. We are all witnesses. Like he'll be yeah. like, "This is our savior. This is LeBron." Because they're so decimated and they're so poor. They're in the poor house and like, wow, this guy led us to a touchdown. This could be the future. They yeah. want it so badly. So you're right. There's stakes there. That's yeah. nowhere else. So what I thought was cool is the night before the draft, and we didn't really say it on air. We mentioned it briefly. We were at a table with the production crew from Good Morning Football, probably a dozen of us, and we're preparing our show for Thursday morning, and literally. Two seats away at the next table is Deshaun Watson with his whole family. And I look at Nate and I'm like, that's Deshaun Watson. He's like, oh, snap, it is. Like, yeah. And then in a back room, Mitchell Trubisky was hanging with his family. They were all in the same restaurant the night before the draft. 
And you think about the different roles that we play, minor. And then you think about the roles that they play in the draft, major. And then you right. think about all the different front offices in all their respective cities the night before the draft. It's crazy. And no one knows. They're all, everything's at stake. No one knows anything about how it's going to end in 24 hours. That, that was a cool moment. It's pretty cool. They recognize like, us, too. What was it like in that? Like, where were you? That in that that hall. Was oh, it a that Franklin Institute. Yeah. Was it quiet? Was quiet. it quiet? Yeah. It was. It's where all the team representatives were submitting the picks. But yeah, it didn't have the same energy. So who gets to be in there? Just people from the front office? No. Yeah. They. Well, that's. There could be a thirty for thirty or a football life okay. on that. Every team picks a person to go there. And Brian Billick. I don't want to steal his 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 thunder here, but he told me a story. It, it can come from any angle. So it can be the son of really? you know uh, of of season ticket holder or it could curious. be the son of the accountant Brian Billick told me that one time a team I don't remember which team it was sent someone and he asked like well who'd you guys send and he said it was the gynecologist for the wife of the what? owner and oh she wanted oh my god he wanted to he wanted to go to the draft so they let him be the one sitting there picking up the phone and handing in the card <laughs> wow. how about that that is an insane story. There, there was a fun game within a game watching you and your draft coverage because you did so well and you were you presented yourself so well. But you know, you know, <laughs> what? like so it'll be okay. So you're watching. You're like, let's say Team A is on the clock, whoever they may be. They're on the clock. Peter, what do you think here? And Peter will be like. You know, I have a feeling they might go linebacker. It was like, sure enough, it was we hilarious. take a linebacker. I mean, Peter, <laughs> because you I'm texting the front office. You would say that it would be. I, I saw it too. I think I texted <laughs> right, Kyle. I was like, right. wow, he's literally picking lottery numbers that are hitting. It but was, they, awesome. but it wasn't. Like, I know, but when you, you know have, when they do that lottery, oh, the Rams receive. are on the clock. Yeah. There's a tight end on the board. You know, <laughs> and before the, like it says the pick is in. Before they go to the pick, it's Peter saying. You know, Sean McVay was the tight ends coach. I wouldn't be surprised if he took a tight end here. The Rams take, take a, a tight, tight end. end. Was, oh, my God. Watching Peter. it for us was the best. Was, was it so, cringeworthy? Or no. It was so fun. It was knowing behind the scenes you how the movie is. Because I, I got a lot of – okay, because the picks go in, and there are people who get the picks before. I don't even know how that goes down. And I was hearing it from Twitter, like, "Dude, stop, stop! It's not, it's no, not I'm brain right. surgery." Sorry for being right. You saw it on Twitter. I'm like, "No, I didn't." Like, I'm getting a text no. from the people making the decision, being like, "We're gonna take him." So you weren't saying the names of the players. I was, just, come on, I was saying the you positions. Were like, you were legitimately like teeing them up to knock it out of the park. I know it was an awkward, it was an awkward dance, and I could have done it week. The first night, too, but I was staying off Twitter, and I wasn't on TV the first night. But You hate Twitter. The one thing you told me about the draft, you were like, I hate Twitter, Twitter with don't the draft. Don't Twitter. Don't do it. Just what's the value? You see yeah. some you see some schlub tweet it because he got it from a beat report. Like, the what's the value? The first thing you told me, he's like, promise me you won't be looking right. at your phone. Don't do it. And Peter, don't get in your head about it. Like, we just know you differently, and we know your background. If you're watching at home, you're like, wow, Schrager is nailing these. He must really be on Hell top of the yes. stuff. That's what, it, that's what it looked like. Oh, we are proud. Yeah, it's good stuff. Man. I just hope I didn't ruin the suspense of the draft. No, or It's not about me, right? So I'm there, and if I'm like, hey, they're going to take a tight end because in my phone it says Gerald Everett tight end from a source uh, at another team or whatever. You're even saying they're going to take a tight end. You're like, I'm seeing the <laughs> I tight know, end I know, I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> so I feel like we've sat here in this very room doing this podcast leading up to the draft and it was all about McCaffrey. And now he's with Carolina. Anybody want to, you know, bring it full circle, Kyle? This is pretty cool. I mean, it's really you and Nate leading the charge. It's, it's two things. I like that he is lining up next to Cam because yeah. Cam is – I think there's about five rock stars in the league. It's Antonio Brown, Von Miller, Cam, Odell. Like, those are one of the guys. So I like that he's lined up to him because there's a lot of lights on Cam, and I want as much publicity for, for Christian McCaffrey, succeed or fail as possible. It's a great call. Yeah. I, the only, and to that note, though, I wish, I wish he was going to, like, a huge market team. I wish he was going to Dallas or New York because, you know, the Panthers are great because of Cam, but they are still small market. Like, I want him to be a superstar. And to be a superstar in Carolina – like, you have to be Cam. Like, yeah. you have to be a Heisman Trophy winning MVP. It's a lot. Yeah. But the offense is really cool. We talked about it a lot on the show today. 
for places he could have ended up, you know, with different teams that are way less sexy, I'm happy with it. Just yeah. because of who his next door neighbor is in the backfield is exciting. I said he'll have more catches than Kelvin Benjamin. That's a bold right. That's a bold prediction, and it might come true. I mean, we talked about Kelvin Benjamin and him gaining weight. He could be a guy that becomes the most Gino's consistent target for Cam Newton. I saw but that. you're right about Cam Newton. He is Michael Jackson, and everybody else is just part of the Jackson 5. Uh, but what we do know is McCaffrey's so talented. He's that background dancer that you start paying attention to. You're like, Ooh, yeah, you're like yeah. wait a minute. You know, he's, he's like Justin Timberlake at NSYNC. You're like, is this guy about to go solo? Right. If he goes solo, he could be a superstar. It's like J-Lo and In Living Color. Yeah, that's it. Right? Like, she's the back, she's the part girl, of the Fly, fly girls. girls. And all of a sudden, you know. Capri. Yeah, she's uh, doing movies. But yeah. I, I think that's the same thing with McCaffrey and then Curtis Samuel. I don't know. For some reason, those two guys, and we had Curtis Samuel on the show, I just like the fact that he scored more than a handful of touchdowns receiving, scored more than a handful of touchdowns in the rushing game, and he came on confidently, just said, I'm a baller. He wasn't trying to brag. He wasn't even polished. He was just like – He was not polished. He was like, I'm a baller. And it was so raw. It was so raw that I just thought to myself, this dude's not lying. He's from Brooklyn. He's from Brooklyn. And Brooklyn people, they speak from their heart. And I love the fact that he came out there and said it. And now you add him to a team that has Cam. They have a couple of wide receivers. Greg Olson. Greg Olson. Jonathan Stewart, Luke who's a Keighley, bruiser. Thomas Davis. Those so guys the, matter. The greatest thing for McCaffrey and now Curtis Samuel is that they don't need to go in between the tackles. Like, you know Jonathan Stewart can do that. You know, he's going to put his nose down, get you four or five yards, four or five yep. tough yards, run through some iron tackles, and then you put the young boys in. Can you imagine if they line up all the receivers, right, with Greg Olson split out, Kelvin Benjamin split out, Funches in the slot, so now you got like 6'5 across the board wide receiver, and then you put Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel in the backfield. Who are you going to cover? What are you doing right. as a defense? Like, pick your poison. So, and I'm Cam, And Cam, who's an off who can run. I, forgot, I even forgot right about Cam. Yeah, yeah, put, put him in the pistol. Now he's sitting there I with know. his foot up That's getting good. a shotgun snap. What are you going to do? You have to pick your poison. And if you teach these young guys, like – McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel, like, you guys are unstoppable, which is, like, feed into them. You know what I'm saying? Like, the corner men for every boxer, you guys are unstoppable. You guys are unstoppable. They'll go out there and torch some of these, like, third and fourth tier DBs that's going to be guarding So Cam had the worst completion percentage of any quarterback last season. Where does he end up after this? Is he bounce back, like, Super Bowl bound? he's coming off shoulder surgery. Yeah, I just don't – I don't know what to expect from Cam. You know, okay, I I believe that this draft speaks to exactly what you just said. They didn't go out and go get – Corey Davis. They didn't go get, you know, Mike Jamal Williams. Adams. They didn't go get yeah, they didn't go get, you know, big time stars. They got small pieces that can help him with the intermediate game. You said it mm-hmm. on the show. Like now think about Cam dropping back and having to deliver balls to his wide receivers. Oh, they're not open. Let me give Jonathan Stewart, who isn't the best route runner. I mean, he's a hard-nosed running back, but he's not the best route runner. Now you give him two options of guys that are constantly in the flat, constantly right in front of him, running those angle routes. That could help him. But you gotta, I think. They got to hit the reset. Cam has to hit the reset and say, you know what, Cam? You don't have to win the game with your arm. You can dump it down and check down majority of the game, and we'll still win. Can I? Can if I give Kelvin, you? really quick, if Kelvin Benjamin is 275 pounds, are you mad at him, Nate? There's, Hell yeah. What's your, what's your thought on that? Yeah. I, I, listen, I play with um, I play with uh, Josh Gordon. This could be and, like a whole offseason story, I imagine. Cleveland. And he told me, he told me, he said, man, I'm overweight. And I was mad at him when he told me that. And I was playing with him every day. I was like, why would you get overweight? I mean, you just came off one of the best seasons in your career. Why would you give anybody else the advantage? So, Kelvin Benjamin coming off that knee, all that weight on that knee that's still trying to rehab. Yeah. If he's overweight and that much overweight, 
he's not going to have the season he's supposed to. Because yeah. if you're spending time losing weight this offseason, how are you spending time gaining strength? You can't do both of them. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He's not so. the only KB that's 275, guys. <laughs> I got news for you. There's another I, one right here at this table. I got <laughs> My takeaway on it was this, that the NFC South is usually like the second or third Fox game. Usually have the NFC East big game, like yeah. Cowboys, Redskins, and then you'll get like that. The NFC South is cool now because the Panthers are rebuilding with all these guys, right? The Saints added Kamara and Adrian Peterson right. and Marshawn Lattimore. And the Buccaneers, we just gushed over for an hour and a half. So you have all three of those teams. And then, oh, yeah, Atlanta. the Atlanta Falcons who are returning everybody. So to me, the NFC South gets interesting. Now, we got a tweet during the show. I'm going to read this because I think this is fascinating. Carolina Panther related. Okay, what if they go with Derek Anderson as quarterback, all right? And then in the backfield, they put McCaffrey, Cam Newton, and Curtis Samuel. Oh, man. All right? And then you've got Joe Webb, who played quarterback sure. in college. Yeah. You put him in the slot. Fantasy football. And this is what it is. I mean, you don't know where. This, they have so many weapons. You imagine putting Cam out wide? You it's can do it. Six five. He's really fast and strong. You can do it. And you've got McCaffrey. I mean, the Panthers, to me, they play the... Play the 49ers week one. It's a nothing That's game. You crazy. Might say, like, all right, whatever. The Panthers 49ers. No, I want to see Reuben Foster. Reuben Foster, Solomon yes. Thomas. Yeah. No, I want to see that Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. John Lynch that. GM. Kyle Shanahan. I want to see how Kyle Shanahan calls that game. I want to see that game. Uh-huh. Right? And is that not a great game week one? You know what I love about these new coaches, new places, new faces? Are you working that game, Peter? I hope so. <laughs> some of these Allman, games. Put them on it. <laughs> some of these games that, like, on the roster last year, we'd have been like, ah, we're passing up. Like last year. Yeah. Panthers were so bad. The 49ers were so bad. Once you hear that game, you'd be like, ah. I'll see what happens in the highlights. Flex it out. But now, Draft, week one, free agency. I'm going to be paying attention to that game. Oh, yeah. yeah. We should give some love to John Lynch, huh? Great Boy, job. in the draft. It's incredible. Like, is he getting I, too much love? No, just What's enough, his nickname? Right? It's a first-timer. I mean, just what he did up top with two and three, and then like... I'm seeing a lot of first-timers luck. I'm like, shut up. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, yeah those people are idiots then. Uh, John, uh, John Lynch is an American hero. It's <laughs> American! Yeah. He, said, he said on Rich Eisen's show yesterday that they were, they were debating, they were having a real internal debate in the room, and we're going to ask our guests tomorrow on the show about it, but... Do we go with Solomon Thomas or Reuben Foster? And it was like a come-to-Jesus moment. Yes. Like, what do we do at number three? And they took Solomon Thomas, and then when Reuben Foster was – they were like, we, ha- we just have to. And they traded up to get him, so they got That's both their crazy. guys. Yeah. It's just this thing. Like, Lynch was so cool as a player. Like, you, you wanted to be John Lynch. The way he played, just so violent yeah. and ferocious, yeah. but it's also, like, such a gentleman. Classy. So, so, classy. so in control, always in All the right the place. He never was out of place or out of control. Yeah. Which is, like, perfect for getting ready for the draft. <laughs> yes. Like, he wasn't out of place, wasn't out of control. Isn't that funny? Just, like, took a gentleman's, like, hey, I got a deal for you. Look in your eyes, and you're like, oh, it is a good deal. But then you walk away, you be like, that was a bad deal for me. Bad. John just won. You ever go down a YouTube wormhole, watch John Lynch highlights on, on, on YouTube? Oh, my gosh. Those, like, those right snot place, bubbles right that you're holding. That's what he did well, to the Bears well, in the draft. What was the, what was the video of the VHS That's cassette? They had he, NFL hits. The NFL blitz. NFL rocks. NFL rocks. He gave them like bon snot bubbles. Songs. Yeah. yeah, he did. Snot bubbles. The Him Bears. and Steve Atwater. I will just, go yes. down that YouTube wormhole. You should. It's so fun. Atwater. It doesn't even look like the game right now. You're like, wow, they let that happen. <laughs> I'm Chuck, Chuck, there's no flag. Remember Chuck Cecil? Of course. Chuck Cecil's here. Bam. <laughs> Who's this guest we're having this week? So we're hoping it happens, but it looks like on Wednesday, Wednesday, yeah, we're gonna have Jed York, the president, owner, CEO of the 49ers. He doesn't do any media. Uh, he's a fan of the show. He watches, yeah. He texted me that he's gonna be in New York City. Let's let's do it, and I, we'll see how it goes. I, I've never seen him do like a fun, lighthearted interview. Look, this is a guy that went head to head with Jim Harbaugh and won, or lost if you talk to others and say that it was worse. I mean. He is public enemy number one for some people, and other people love him. So he's coming on our show. Our show's a different 
element than maybe necessarily NFL Live. Or, I'm so you know. excited. I, I met him at NFL Honors. He was I want to have awesome. fun with him. I want to have fun with him. I think he's down to play, so we'll see how it goes on Wednesday's show. I had a Jed York moment way back the early of the show when I realized that the show matters and people watch. It was when August, I think it was preseason, and I was doing these helter-skelter segments about you know the top five Hollywood receivers, top five Hollywood quarterbacks, and it was like Joe Kane and Johnny Utah, and I just we do our thing. It's funny, whatever, preseason. And then there's a tweet from about Jed York. About as journalistic as a red carpet, <laughs> yeah, if you will. Really, uh-huh. Exactly, okay. You're onto something there. We get a tweet from Jed York retweeting the segment and, and with jokes about Johnny Utah playing at Ohio State. And I was like, well, okay, so that's a billionaire owner who watched that ridiculous segment that we did. This show matters. He's watching. And he yeah, came out cool. pretty cool in the tweet, too. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So he'll be on May 3rd, and then May 4th is something that you want to tell us about. Yeah. May 4th. Fill me and Nate in. May the 4th be with you. All right. It is. It's, it's. I'm cringing at the mere thought. But I'm go glad. on. That's perfect. Yeah. It is. It's National Star I'm Wars Day. I'm not a nerd, and not in the sense where it's you know a National Upside Down Pineapple Cake Day or whatever the heck things things we'd laugh about on the show. It's almost like a national holiday on the internet. Every the whole Star Wars world, which goes millions deep, it's their Christmas. May the Fourth be with you. Okay. So I'm thinking on the what show. Do, what do people? How do they celebrate it? By just saying, they dress just up. They go to that conventions. Hashtag? Yeah, probably so. Okay. Yeah. But there's huge parties and conventions all over the world, really. It's a big deal, even abroad. Really? It is, yeah. It's massive. It became a big... I became more of it maybe five or six years ago. What about in Tatooine? Tatooine, yes. Luke's home planet. Exactly. Peter, see, look. (laughs) So I'm thinking we have something... A lot of sad things happened in Tatooine. Terrible things. I mean, you don't want to go to Tatooine. Unspeakable. (laughs) So like Sodom and Gomorrah? What do you got down there? Yeah, just bad things. (laughs) Uh Aunt Peru, Uncle Owen. uh, You'll know about it, Peter. Uncle Owen. I'm thinking, though, that since we have a well-developed thing here, both on the podcast and the show, that Peter has never seen a Star Wars movie... Peter loves that he's never seen a Star Wars movie. Loves it. pride in it. I'm thinking maybe we use something with that. Now, are you aware that there's a real group of people that call themselves the Jedi Order? And this is people who belong to, like, the Church of the Jedi, and they walk around in robes, and they really believe it's a thing. I believe it. They have meetings. They think it's not a joke. I'm thinking if we found one of those dudes who wears the robe and carries around a fake lightsaber or whatever and pitted him against Schrager in this sense— Schrager gets all very easy Star Wars questions, and the Jedi guy, who we vet, gets all very easy football questions, NFL questions, and it's sort of like a nerd bowl, except you do the Star Wars, he does the NFL. I love it. And the NFL questions would be like, you know, which of the following is not an NFL team? The Packers, the Cowboys. Okay, but it can't the... be called Nerd Bowl because no, 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 this no, is so different. beyond nerd. Something different. This guy is so beyond the nerd. Geek bowl? Yes. It's... I don't know what it would be called. I haven't what's gotten the, that yet. What's, uh, what's the most, to the eighth factor? <laughs> do, you know the, any, do you know these people, any of these people? I don't personally. Kyle, do you know? No, no, I don't. Listen, like. Well, what, if they t- what if they take their craft or their things too seriously yes, to become them? They, that's that's what I'm thinking. We have to vet. They would offend them. We have to vet. We have to vet someone who's Is into it. Is there someone who maybe I would interact with on a daily basis in my normal life at our show, maybe a producer that is an expert on this stuff? Justin Hawkins. So maybe that's the play. If we want to put Justin Hawkins on TV. I don't know if he's a TV guy. He has a Millennium Falcon tattoo on his bicep. He does. <laughs> but I think he knows yeah, football. But he knows football. He knows that's football. That's the problem. You need someone who's way into it but doesn't, couldn't name a single player ever on the See, I think Hawkins would be great, actually, the more I'm thinking about it, because he has a very clever quip every time I say anything to him. He does stand-up comedy. Maybe Hawkins is the guy, but he better know his Star Wars, Kyle, because I think you tested him a few times, and there were like some holes in the He needs to know his armor. NFL, because he'll get the NFL questions. You get the Star Wars question. It. Sounds like a good backup plan if we cannot find a, pers- a person from the Jedi Order. I want someone in the robes. Like well, full Hawkins got that in the closet. <laughs> he, has he probably does. So, so that's, that's the May fourth. the 4th, yes. Schrager, also, don't go studying. 
We have a busy week. I'm going to call in sick May 4th. <laughs> We've got May 4th, Cinco de Mayo. Yes, May 5th. Which I think we're celebrating as a group. May 4th. It's like our, our, our best holiday for sure. And I think we have people coming in and making us guac and chips and salsa again on the show. Yeah, that always works. Standards. <laughs> no, Standards. Never, never going to argue that. And then we have the Emmys next week, guys. Are we excited about next that? Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, I think. Kate, yeah. are you excited for that? I for sure am. Yeah, it is. Bro, I don't know what you expect. I've never been. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm geeked up about it. I can't wait. Nathan. I've been. Yeah? Yeah. What, what's the store for us? My pointers. There's a cocktail hour I heard that we've the cocktail hour really take to our advantage. Is a, well, no. I, I'm telling you, it, you feel like you're at, uh, what are those conventions where everyone's passing out business cards in the lobby? Like, it's, it's every, <laughs> yeah, it's every sports media bigwig. In the industry, from on air to behind the scenes, so we gotta look good, Schrager. Yeah. We gotta bring it. And it is a it is a hodgepodge. Easy on you the walk guac. in there. You bump into Chris Collinsworth. You turn around, and there's you know Doc Emmerich, mm-hmm. and it, it's just nuts. That that, and then there's every agent, and there's every producer. So look good, Kyle. No cheesesteaks that morning. I know. Hello. Yeah, we're talking about guac the, the day before. No, I'm not. I'm not the other thing that. is the Emmy. The Emmys happen and. I've heard like the Richard Deitches and like the awful announcings being like, oh, who cares? It's just a, it's a media hog. Like who? No, no. It's really cool. Like Brett Musburger is being honored like for a lifetime oh, achievement amazing. award. Vern Lundquist awesome. is there. Raft is there. Like all of your idols. Uncle Vern is there. Dick Vitale will be there. Like all yeah. the guys that you grew up watching that there is no cynicism or sarcasm you can have if you actually love sports media because they're all there. Now the awards themselves, that's cool. Like whoever wins it, people forget the next day. It's just the event itself to be invited is such a cool honor. I hear there's an after party, so my recommendation is that we all wear our pajamas on that Wednesday. Wednesday show? Get a hotel. Okay. I mean, it's right here at Lincoln Center. We should maybe get a hotel situation for everyone here in Midtown and just go crazy. I'm into with it. Winner, Nate, win or lose. You think we win this thing? I do. I honestly believe we can. You think we win it? And I hope we win it. Yeah, I'm looking I hope forward we to do too. It. Of course, I want to win. I'm yeah. not kidding. I, at first, I was like, "Oh, it's so cool to be like, I want to win this so badly because uh-huh. I guys, love our because really? yeah. I love our show. Yeah. I know how much work we put in it, and I feel like we still haven't made that big splash with the other national sports media shows. That like, if we want it, people would be like, "Huh, I gotta check that show out." It's it would do a lot of. And if we don't, I hope Total Access wins or Rich Eisen yeah. wins. I just want the network to, to do well on You this. know why Mike Wilbon to win an award? Yeah, I don't need Mike Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser to win to, another to award. To win another one? I you know, I, I, one thing I do fear, though, about winning it, or I guess not winning it, is it's kind of like a rookie's um, first season being really good and them saying, we'll, we'll hold off on the Pro Bowl till next year. Do it again, Rook. Well, like then, Zeke? No, like Dak. Zeke went, though. Yeah. You know, Dak went. I'm talking about sometimes guys have amazing years, and they're like, it's his first year. Let's give him time. Let's yeah. see if he can do it. The back wild to back card years. is this MLB Tonight Show on the MLB Network, which I've never seen. I'm not a huge like MLB yeah. Network, but guy. it's really it's good. Show. Everyone says it's excellent. It's really good. Yeah. It's yeah. excellent. And Chris Kirk worked on it, and a lot of yeah. guys go Chris into Kirk, Secaucus. are they going to win the Emmy or are we? Uh, it's really good. I don't know it's going to be tight. They have five, I think, for that show. Yeah, yeah. they win every year, and yeah. it's like if you're a baseball fan, but it they're is a good show. But you guys are uh, what Nate's saying. We a little different. Yeah, Nate, MLB Network's first year, they did not win it. They then won it three years in a row. Uh, mm. Would it sort of like rock the establishment if we won? This like young yeah. upstart beating these luminaries like Tony Kornheiser in baseball tonight? Like that's a big deal. Yeah. I think first year is a tough right? battle. I want to win. But I always call BS like these people at the Oscars on the red carpet. Like it's just an honor to be nominated. Like shut up, Jude Law. Like you want to win the award or you have no competitor in you. You hate red carpets. We get it. <laughs> we nah, I like get them. it, Kyle. I like uh, anything else? Last thoughts? No. I would like to say give a shout out to Nate for being – you inspire me to be 
a better person. The way you handle people and fans. Oh, go on, because I, I, I saw yeah, pictures. Yeah, what do we do? This cool. Nice compliment. So we're well. So everyone sort of scatters on Saturday. You went to do something. We were going to go on the on the stage and hang out with the fans with Scott Hansen and. And we're sitting there in the air-conditioned, the trailer, right? Mm -hmm. And we're sitting there, we're like eating our body weight and Snickers and Kit Kats, and I need some air. So I leave, and I go out, and I see like the fans are lining up, and there's, you know, a million fans from all different walks of life waiting in lines, and so hot. And nobody even really notices me. A couple people are like, KK, whatever. I'm like sort of hiding behind. Uh, I'm like... 30 feet away from them. And, and there were two Lions fans that were like, is Nate around? And I'm like, yeah, he's way back in the trailer. <laughs> and then I think to myself, and I'm like, I know if I go get he'll Nate, come out. he'll come out here. <laughs> and so I went in, and, and I didn't even have to ask Nate. I was like, Nate, come with me for a second. And you're like, okay, let's go meet people. He spent, you have to spend 25 minutes, oh, I have to be 30 minutes, just taking every last picture with every last fan that wanted to like, say anything to you or take photos. It is so amazing that you do that. Then we do the whole thing on the stage for an hour. You'd think we'd like want to run out there, yeah. get back to the hotel. Nate's taking pictures with every person he sees and comes up to him. I'm, you know, I'm waiting. I'm a sort of ushering him. I'm, I'm like trying to eye to him. Like, do you want me to grab you? Like, do you want me to like yeah. say we have to go? And Rescue like, you. Come in and be like, I have to go to the bathroom. We have to go. Yeah. Not, like, you were so great with everyone. And I think it's, it's, I think it's rare and amazing. So Appreciate there you go. it, okay? Thank yeah. you. means a lot. I, just, I find it, I find it hard to say no to, you know, genuine enthusiasm, especially when there's kids around. Like, it's just – it's a small moment for me. Yeah, I might be a little tired. I want to go somewhere. But for that kid, it's something he can remember forever. So, um, you know – You were like and, and a rock star when you came outside. And I felt yeah. awesome. And then I got a bunch of tweets that were like, thanks, Kay, for bringing him outside. Oh, yeah. But you, did, you, you say that you're, you're – sometimes you, you want to go into your hole and, and be antisocial. But you're not like that, though. I no, mean, you stop and I'm, talk to I everybody. Just think it's, you're, like a, you're like an 11-year NFL player that comes out and, like, is asking like, – like, getting to know people's first names. It's yeah. pretty awesome. Thanks. I appreciate go. it. Anybody else have any last, last stories? Draft was really fun. Amazing. I'm already really – I'm fun. already – Upset that like there's nothing right around the corner until yeah, no. football season. Live shows you, are the best. Yeah, the best. Like, I thought you were you're already making your mock draft. The energy that for next I get year. out of a live Me show too. is unbelievable. Me too. Hall of Fame. Nehemiah Burleson. Ooh, for Hall sure. of Fame. Hall of Fame. Is that <laughs> yeah, our next our next target? That's a, I'll, I'll go to Cam. Cardinals and Cowboys fans. We and the Cowboys fans will make that fun. Okay, I had a great all idea. All the Cowboys people because Jerry Jones is getting inducted. Right? I also have a great yes, idea. Yes, she had a great idea. What do you got? I want to do. You got, I don't know if you guys are going to be down. Remember that trailer we had? The I'm really down. nice one, the air conditioned uh, one. You want to yeah. do a road trip like I, an RV? I, I want to do yeah. training camp. No. Why? What do you mean, Peter? Why? Come on, Kyle. Why? I'm in. Why don't you want to do it? You've ever done it with us? No, no, but we got to do it different. Think about a if they did one. it with cameras Find me in day the three RV when you're out in, in Georgetown, Kentucky, doing Bengals training camp. I think we would have okay, so much we'll fun. Okay, we'll just zip around. But like, <laughs> you put the cameras inside the RV. You see what's going on while we're moving, and then we get on the ground and we set just up like outside. Lawn chairs. As Steve's like road taking. rules, man. Quick story. Steve, road rules. You're right. Steve Smith and I were talking. He was saying that his daughter plays volleyball at a very competitive level, and I said, "Do you?" Do you, like, get on the road and drive in the caravan? It's like, no, she goes there. I fly. That's what uh, I'll say to this thing. You guys take the RV. I'll, I'll meet you there. I'll do the All right, and the first interview you miss and the first fun moment you'll, be, be, in, you'll be, dying be dying on yeah. that plane. Stop tipping picks at the draft, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Stop doing that. If you guys think we should go on a training camp road trip, tweet us, hashtag GMFB. Where can you download it, Nate? Go to NFL.com slash podcast. Also go to iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And also watch the show, Georgetown, 7 a.m. Eastern. Georgetown, Kentucky. Google it. Chattanooga, Tennessee. See you there. Bye.